You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Greatest hits edition. Greatest hits. Christmas time is here. Oh, we, yeah. we couldn't be fucked to get together. We've got things to do, families to catch up with, Christmas ham to enjoy. Look, we're busy over the Christmas period. Sue us. Sue us, mate. If you want to get up and up and about about that, then you got other issues you, you need to issues. iron out, mate. Now, but because we're great blokes, because we love the punter and the dribbler, we've put together something as a Christmas gift of sorts. Yes. Tom. Now, look, we dropped a shitload of podcasts this year. Plenty. I don't know how many. I don't know how many. At least 52. At least 52, maybe more, because we did double up some 60. Weeks. 60 at least. 60 at least. 65. Now, what we want to do here to get you through the Christmas period is a greatest hits, a couple of the real, you know, just a couple of the the, the top moments mm. from the, some of the podcasts throughout the year. It's a, a highlights. It's basically what we consider to be the best yes. for you. Slash the things we could remember to save and keep to the side. Slash and, the yeah. things Tom could be fucked to, to dig up. To, to find, or the interns. But know this. Know this. It's a best of, and it's hot. And you'll enjoy it. It's easy listening. Sit there, have a giggle. There's a lot of commuting done, and by commuting I mean travelling during the Christmas period. People are travelling great distances, often with friends, often with family. family. If you're looking for the ideal podcast, which you obviously are because you're listening to it, to make that trip go quicker and more enjoyable, then you've just found it. You've just found of. it. You've just found it. Best of. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the year. Here's Hugs, the kisses. Hits. Mistletoe. Kissing yeah. under the mistletoe. If Christmas you, mints. I hope you get a kiss under that mistletoe. I hope you macking under that mistletoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given out a light this week. Now, this light is going to the coach of Chelsea FC. Chelsea were involved in the English Football League uh, final, cup final over the over the weekend last night, as it were, um, playing Man City. Now, in the dying minutes of extra time, Maurizio Sarri, the coach of Chelsea, has gone to pick, uh, pull off his his star keeper, Kepa Arizabalaga. Do your own research on pronunciation. It's not my forte. I'm not European. I'm Australian, and I'll say it how I fucking want, okay? Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a little aggressive, but sure. Sure. Now, Sari has gone to pull Kepper off in the dying minutes of extra time because he's fucked. He's played, you know, 90 minutes plus 30 minutes, 150 minutes of football. 90 plus 30 is 120. 120, two hours of football. You know what I mean. Hmm. Thanks. That's all right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Big weekend. Huge. Scrambled. Um, Goes to pull him off because the other keeper that he wanted to bring on, uh, he's played against, he he used to play for Man City, right? Mm -hmm. And hell of a fucking penalties keeper. Can keep out a penalty, right? And he obviously felt like would have rattled the Man City boys facing uh, one of their, an old keeper who who they know can save penalties, right? But Big Kepa wasn't having a fucking bar of it. So when Sarri's tried to bring him off, he's like, nah. What What do you mean, no? He goes, I'm not coming off. How is it, How does that work? He just goes, he just start, He just put his hand up. He's like, nah. And, nah. 
how'd they go? And he stayed on and they lost. Oh, Jesus. 4 <laughs> 3. So to Sari, who has clearly lost all respect from his players. So this is the coach here. Yeah. You can have a light for being such a beater. And out, and like just. You, you got fucking humiliated on a global scale. <laughs> A global scale. You try to bring your keeper off and he said, nah, brah. You got nah, brah. You got nah, brah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got nah, brah by one of your own players. <laughs> That's horrible, dude. That's the last thing you want as a coach. Look, I know you're dejected. I know you're down in the dumps. I know you're probably going to get sacked, but you get the light, bro. You got to. You got to. Because you, you got nah, brah. You got absolutely bitched by your keeper. And let it be known, punishable, your keeper's kind of a bitch anyway, aren't they? Like, of all the players to be bitched by, if it was like a Ronaldo, your striker, or a big dick swing, or a throbber. An out-and-out throb. But if the keeper's starting to give you lip, like, that's when... Mate, what's the fucking striker going to do if you tell him to come up? He'd run over there and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> If you're getting baited by your keeper, dear God, what hope have you got? You've got no hope. It's time to go. Like, it's time to go and it's, start to, it's time to start self-reflecting and yeah. there's no better time to self-reflect than when you're having a lot. Yeah, having a lot. Because you go, how did I get here? And what have un- I done? And you're unemployed. How have I earned this lot? What have I done and how would I do things differently? What mistakes have I made in my life? What directions have I taken? What steps have I taken to... Find myself in the Find myself here, sucking on a light, having been nabrad on a global scale, and I'm now jobless and friendless. So, and dickless. So <laughs> dickless, dude. Seriously dickless. If you get nabrad on that level, your dick goes. <laughs> goes into your body. It goes into your body. It retracts. Your dick's so embarrassed. Mm. It goes, I'm out of here. I'm out. It bro. either falls off and wriggles away, or it goes <laughs> up into your stomach. I, know, I would say much like hibernate, much like a hibernating bear. Well, I wonder though, the the more severe the nabra, like it sort of depends on you know what your dick will do. Because if it's a severe nabra, I think your dick drops off, wriggles away, tries yeah. to find an alpha, yeah. to attach itself to. <laughs> Goes for the first alpha it finds. <laughs> just crawls up and attaches itself to that alpha and or, just makes their dick big. Yeah, it, it, it's not two dick stuff. That's no, fucking no, that's ridiculous. Have you ever seen someone with two dicks? No, I haven't. I've have never. I seen someone with a huge throbber? Yes, yes, I have. And that's because it's been taken from a beta who's lost it <laughs> due to a global nabra. <laughs> uh, Tim Payne. Now, yeah. skipper of the nation. Yep, doesn't mean you aren't off limits, Tim. No, no, it doesn't mean that you're, you're. I'm here to tell you, mate. The reproach. I'm in. I'm here to tell you, you're in big trouble. You're in some serious trouble. You're in big, big trouble. Not only have you scored fucking no runs, mate. None. No runs. Your defensive fields are at the height of question, in my opinion. What are you setting defensive fields for, mate? We need a wicket. We needed wickets. We needed we needed one wicket. There was enough time. There's time forever, mate. Yes. It's not a 50-over match. He's got two days to get 70 runs. They were nine wickets down with 76 runs in the bank. What Bowl Yorkers, mate. <laughs> Bowl Yorkers until you get a wicket. You know what I mean? He just farmed a strike. <laughs> Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was tough. That four, that bloody four-eyed spinner, Jake, what is his name? Jake Ledge. Leachman or whatever. Jake Leach. He, what, have, he faced 18 balls. Yeah. Because old mate farmed the strike. <laughs> Just yeah. farmed the he shit only out of it. one run. One run. 18 balls, 76 runs they needed, mate. 
76 runs when Leachy rolls out there. Bloody glasses fogged up, <laughs> overwhelmed. 18 nuts they bowled at him. And he's got everyone on the boundary. I'm like, what for, mate? <laughs> what the hell's going on? We need wickets, brah. Yorkers, all day. Put him on his toes. He's not going to stop all of them. Fucking hell. Couldn't believe it, mate, what I was seeing. And then the pressure gets to old, mate. What's his name? The umpire. I wrote his name down because he's forgettable. Joel Wilson. Joel Wilson, who, look, I'm not saying there is a contract on his head. There is a contract on his head. <laughs> there is a contract on his head, mate. I've done very well. You've done remarkably I well. I feel sick. I'm full. You know, and sometimes you eat food and it doesn't digest. Like and if you, you have of, too much of it, I think so which I've, is what, daily for you? Well, it's, sometimes it is, certainly on a hungover day. Yeah. But I had some char-grilled charlies with some chips and gravy, right? Good. Good for you. See, that's that's the... And I had lasagna for breakfast, which is weird, but it was there. And I didn't feel like cooking. You know, you get home yeah, from work, get it. there's some lasagna, yeah, I, get it. I, I get it. it. Then... But the hot chips with gravy. Hot chips and gravy for afternoon tea. The charcoal charlies, it's, is it still as watery as I remember? It's phenomenal. Is it still watery gravy? Yeah. Yeah, see, like, I'm more of a tar man. By tar, I mean Plumer Road. It comes... You thick could, as fuck. Thick as fuck. I'm like, a thick like man. Like sm- slow-moving lava down a hill. Like you could tar a road. Yes. I'm with you there, but I'm certainly not against the... the, the, the what? I'm not anti-gravy, The bro. more soluble gravy. I'm not anti-gravy, but what I'm saying is when it comes to gravies, I know them. And I'm telling you right now, the best gravy in your area... Is Plumer Road. Is Plumer Road. I haven't been there for a while. They do deliver Deliveroo. I mean, and Uber Eats. Get fucked. But it is expensive, which is always... Like a bit of a turn off for me. Because it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit hectic. It's like forty bucks for a burger. Fourteen. Yeah, but a medium chips <laughs> is like a family size. So, so you're getting value for money. So there. then it starts to come into its own because you can get a medium chips with gravy for four dollars fifty, and you're like, that was definitely a family size, but it's not. It's, it's a, a medium. It's a medium. So if you got a large chips, right? Which would be like two families, essentially, and a gravy for maybe like 15 bucks. I think you're laughing there. And you just sit there and you get a fork and you just dip, baby. Fork on chips. Fork and chips is the best way to do it. 100%. Otherwise, you get hot gravy over your your fingers. fingers. You get third degree burns. You end up in the fucking hospital after bloody five minutes if you're not careful. I couldn't agree. Steph was trying to feed me chips in the car, right? Because obviously, we were driving after picking it up. And as she's picking them up, she's giving me like these these limp chips. No. and, And like- putting them to my face and the gravy's going everywhere and it's as hot as the sun so i'm trying to drive my lips are melting and she's just poking my face with chips i'm like we need to wait get home i would have pulled over and found a parking (laughs) bench well no because we needed a fork so we need to get home get them into a bowl calm down a little bit yeah yeah so just sort of get get you get settled get a fork yeah and then hook in for the nation but i also had a roast chicken roll because you have to if you go into chagra i would also i will also say this just so the punter and the dribbler are aware if they haven't done this yet, you're probably going to need an aluminium fork or a steel one just because you know that every time the poke will be true and it'll be pure. You can trust the... You can trust trust your poke. You can trust your poke. You can trust your poke. You need a fork. You get one of those plastic ones, mate. There's no knowing what'll happen. Well, also with the heat of the gravy, they may just melt completely and now you've got plastic sodden chips. Well, you've got plastic in your gravy. That's it, right? And that is... Who wants that? Well, that's also a health hazard. No one wants that. They're hungover day. No. Nah. So Plume Road gravy, if you know it's good for you. And tar. We need, we need, preferably gravy as thick as tar. Yeah, and aluminium. 
And then it has to be like chicken fat yeah, and shit. Metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need all of the good stuff. Yeah. Am I salivating? I'm actually hungry again, even though I still feel bloated. Yeah, even sick. though this conversation started, started with you being, being unwell and full. Full and sick yeah. and girthy. Girthy and, uh, you know, sweaty. Having lasagna for breakfast. Having lasagna for breakfast. And you know, not just lasagna, punished, was only, this was actually a problem. This is, where, this is where sometimes my eating habits can become problematic. I had it in a wrap. So I just hacked off chunks of fucking lasagna and just wrapped it in a tortilla. <laughs> Steph was like, what are, you, like, what are you doing? I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I just, I'm broken here. I just can't be fucked to cook anything. I get how it looks. Was it nice? Yeah, it was great. Dude. Of course it was. Tortillas are a great binding agent for many a different food, right? Like, I'm a rap man. I'm a huge rap man. Yeah. And there's no, like, that's there's no... What I've realized today, and probably always knew Eddie, but was, you know, maybe afraid to admit it publicly, that there's nothing that shouldn't go on a tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> or nothing that can't. Nothing that can't. There's probably plenty that shouldn't. Should. But nothing, <laughs> there's plenty that shouldn't, But mate. nothing that can't go on a tortilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just depends, you know, if you're prepared to leave your shame at the door. Well... You have to. <laughs> just, you absolutely have to, especially if you've been bounced out. Shame. You can't come in with any shame because the day will just get worse and worse for you. You'll find yourself on the floor of the kitchen eating lasagna tortillas, wondering where it all went wrong. <laughs> Jeff Horn lost. Yeah. That's tough for, for the now, as far as I'm concerned, it was against a nobody, wasn't it? It was against. It was against. An, I don't even remember his name. So was he Australian? Yes, he was. So Jeff had gone up to up weight to middleweight to fight this gentleman. Yeah, uh, and then there was a potential fight for Jeff. I think at the end of the year against some Japanese fella. Uh, that's gone. If he was to get through this this yarn, well, yeah, I think Jeff could have just fought that guy and not fought this plumber, who's not a plumber. That's probably unfair. He's still a good fighter, um, but just a nobody. Well, plumber short for nobody. Plumber is short for nobody. Uh, so Jeff, going up to middleweight, he got worked. He got worked, got stopped in the uh, ninth round. Middleweight feels too heavy for Jeff. Well, that was what it was. And he sort of said after, he's like, I was sluggish and, you know, I didn't feel myself, blah, blah, blah. His his trainer came out, Glenn Rushton, one of the great... Uh, dolphin lovers? Dolphin lovers of this great nation. One of the sort of like, one of the uh, most like tacky... And not in a, I'm not saying that in a super judgmental sense, but I'm just sort of saying one of the tackiest people that we've ever produced as a country. Like, if you just Googled Glenn Rushton's home... The tackiest person's ever lived. Adorned in with gold, dolphins. Gold dolphins, weird shit. Like, like dolphins on the way in. Gold columns, gold dolphin fountain out the front. Glenn's made a lot of money. Very he's tight a, necklace, which is just a weird look on a bloke. He's like a hedge fund manager or something. He's Glenn. Get like he's, Swear to God, he's made a fuckload of money. That's why he lives in that dolphin palace. <laughs> is that why? I always, I did look at that dolphin palace and be like, surely Glenn's not making that off. off no of way, mate. He was in the dolphin palace before the Pacquiao fight, and Jeff right. was Jeff was essentially a plumber pre pre Pacquiao Glenn, in a lot of ways. Jeff certainly still has plumber vibes. He unfortunately. does, but Glenn, bit of a smart boy, but money can't buy taste. No, and and Glenn's an example of that. Gold columns. Glenn, Glenn exemplifies that saying. Yes, he does. Because Glenn's tacky. Glenn's and I'm here to tell you. And and I absolutely celebrate Glenn's tackiness. It's one of my like I love. No, no, no. It. But that's what that's what about 
What's that's what's great about the nation, Tom. Yes. If you want to be tacky, you can. You can be as tacky as you like. Not a problem. No. Not it. a problem. You, we live in a beautiful country where tackiness almost celebrated yes. sometimes. Absolutely. Kath and Kim, tacky. Thank the you. celebration of tacky. 100%. The he's, Castle, one of the great movies. He's very Kath and Kim Castle vibes. Now, Glenn said if Jeff wants to keep boxing and wants to take it seriously, he's got to take his middleweight weight gain seriously. Because Jeff apparently was just like eating pizza and drinking Coke is what is what Rushton said. You're like, well, that's not how you do it, Jeff. What? So, yeah, but no, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but I'm just thinking to myself, well, that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it but just, also, shouldn't Glenn be advising him? Isn't he the trainer? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of all well and good for Glenn to be like, you can't have pizza and coke, but you're like, well, Glenn, you are also the trainer, brah. And I'm sure, knowing Glenn as well as we do, and at that Dolphin Palace, he runs as if he doesn't have a vending machine in there. <laughs> Mate, with a with an air hockey table as well. Hundred percent. And he's got a little and he's and he's and he's he's got like Domino's pizza whenever he wants. He's got like a Domino's pizza store in there, a la Richie Rich Vibes with the McDonald's. A la Richie Rich Vibes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's something that a guy in a dolphin palace would have as tacky as Glenn would. I tell have. you I tell you what the minimum a guy in a dolphin palace has, <laughs> as you so like rightly pointed out, is a vending machine. hundred percent shocker block full of all the goodies. Softies. Softies, yeah. all the softs you want. Softs and crisps. Yeah, absolutely. Crisps, chocolates, Skittles. Yeah. He'd be burger rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of shit. That's right? what you find in a dolphin palace. He'd have like M&M sours in there. <laughs> <laughs> or Skittle sours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skittle sours. You know, sours, sour yeah. shit. Yeah, you'd be like, where's all? Where's the peanut M&Ms, bro? And he's like, nah, nah. nah. Skittle sours. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all I've got. That's all I'll do. Dolphin Palace. Love them. Loaded with Skittle sours. He'd also have like a room for his shoes, and his shoes would be horrible. Yeah. It'd be like not nice shoes, real sort of like tacky. Really daggy fucking Daggy thing. gold shoes and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Look, all we're saying is, if you want to gain weight, Jeff, get out of the Dolphin Palace. Get out of that Dolphin <laughs> Palace and get out quick as my it's, mind it's, drops off. Because it's bad news in there, mate. Yeah, and, and, and Glenn... But also, like... Glenn, know, know where you are. Like, know that you are bringing your fighter into a Dolphin Palace that is filled with all of the things that, Glenn, uh, that, that Jeff shouldn't have. Yeah. And, and then don't just come out and be like, well, if he wants to be a fighter, he should really stop... Well, this mic's just fallen off. And it mate, but if if Richie Rich, that movie's to go off, Dolphin Palaces are very uh, addictive. Oh, look, with all the trimmings that come from from being a, a modern day Richie Rich in a Dolphin Palace, such as Glenn Rushton, the hedge fund manager with no with no class, <laughs> the tacky hedge the tacky fund hedge fund manager, hedge fund manager. I mean, it's an addictive lifestyle. All the trimmings, you know what I mean? Anything you want. Sugar's very addictive. Sugar is very Sugar's addictive. Sugar's one of the most addictive things on the planet. Uh, it's more addictive than like heroin. Tell you what else is addictive? Gold. Gold. Dolphins. <laughs> Gold dolphins. That can become very alluring. <laughs> so, first things first is, Glenn... Sell the Dolphin Palace. <laughs> Actually, you no, you never sell that thing. <laughs> no. Just don't train Jeff in the Dolphin yeah, Palace. Yeah, that's all we're saying. If you want to take... You're asking... Jeff to take his weight cutting or weight gaining seriously. Jeff's you need to take you need to take your role as a as a trainer 
Seriously. Jeff's on a, on a teacher's wage, Glenn. He comes into a dolphin palace. His eyes open up. He's got everything at his disposal. I want I want Skittle Sours. There's a vending machine for that. I feel like some Domino's. There it is. I feel like Coke. There's another vending machine. You Cherry know, Coke. I tell you what he does. He's definitely got like a Daytona rally car set up there. It'd, like It'd have a little mini. Like a time zone. It, yeah, he'd have a time zone 100%. He'd have an operational time zone with tickets and probably someone working in it. And Jeff would turn up in his little Honda Jazz and he'd get overwhelmed and he'd be that excited. And obviously, Glenn, if someone asks him for a tour of the of the Dolphin Palace, can never refuse. Of course he can't. If you want to see. Glenn's as easily distracted as Jeff is about showing off gold dolphins. Are you kidding me? Wait, wait, let me show or you. Crystal. The, yeah. Wait, let me show you the fish tank I've got over here yeah. with exotic fucking animals. So as you two wander the fucking horror the corridors and hallways munching on skittle sour yeah, yeah. obviously <laughs> jeff not in the best place going into the fight of his no life. exactly oi do you want to have a go on my segway <laughs> no glenn glenn we're trying to chain jeff here get it together glenn shit and pony rides in the backyard look mate i'm I'm, the more I think about it and the more we thrash this out, the more disappointed I am with Glenn. Yeah, this is and not... And the role he's played in this fucking absolute disaster. <laughs> because the reality is, up until the weekend, Jeff was our best hope. Yeah, you've just you've mismanaged our, uh, the nation's greatest fighter right now. Last time I checked, he was a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Now he's the a, Hornet. Now he's a fat, obese, Skittles-loving nobody. Richie Rich. With no money, unfortunately. No, not Richie Rich. No. He's Richie Rich's fat mate. Yeah, that's it. The Aussie Richie Rich, which is which is tough to tough to come by for Jeff. I would like to point to Jeff's uh, social media post after the loss, Eddie. It was nice. It was embarrassing. <laughs> now, what the Father's Day one? No, not the Father's Day one. Oh. You'd never begrudge a father a nice Father's Day post, Eddie. That's what I what will. I, that's where I thought you were going. No, it was his. I'm just going to get it up, Hunters Dribblers. And if you want to go to Jeff Horn's uh, Instagram uh, page, uh, which is a wealth of comedic gold, I'm just waiting for it to load. Has Glenn got one? Uh, you know what? That's definitely something that you should look at. So he's got a photo of uh, of uh, Michael Zarafa, sorry, who, who knocked him out. And he's going, well, that didn't go to plan. Stupid round nine. Like, that sounds like something a child would say. Is that what he said? After, like, something doesn't go well, like, you know, like, stupid Stup- stupid round night. Like, he's, he's... Listen, I don't want to say... I don't want to speak ill of... A national treasure. A national treasure. But that's weird. That's just... that's That sums up Jeff, I think. Stupid round nine. Yeah. Like, stupid round nine. Like, you- stamping his feet or, like... <laughs> But like in a weird, joking, but not funny, and just like like it but does. It doesn't seem like an adult. Like the fact that he's. Do you know what I'm saying? Feels like he's been stuck in a dolphin palace. It's that's. This is Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Biggest story going around right now is the unfortunate sex tape leaking of Dylan Napa. Now it was just one initially, of of Dylan putting in some work in a hotel room. Uh, alongside a friend of his. Uh, since then, a second one has been released. Might be the greatest video on the internet at the moment, which sees <laughs> Dylan uh, sort of pretending to, to, to jack off while his mate came Well, he's Evans. touching himself, Tom. He's touching himself. And the second video has spawned what I would say is the greatest piece of journalistic sort of... Uh, 
writing that I've ever seen in my life, right? It's, it's fucking amazing. So let me just read this one sentence explanation of, of what's happening yeah. in the second Dylan Narpa. That'd be nice. This time, the video allegedly shows a near-naked Narpa touching himself while a fully clothed person engages in some shadow boxing. Amazing. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now, let's get to the first one. So, these have obviously been leaked. Yeah. Um, so, look, if oh. you haven't seen them, if you're living under a rock, metaphorical otherwise, welcome to 2019. I can't believe you haven't seen it, but you're video obviously number not one, in boys' groups. No, no, you no yeah, so you're not in a chat group, obviously. You've never been on WhatsApp before if you haven't seen these videos. Um, first one is Napa. Uh, basically, look, he's in a bed. Looks like they're on an away trip. He's rooming with someone. He's got his mate right next to him, which again always throws me through a bit of a loop. Like I wouldn't want to be. Would you in. lay pipe next to me? To I certainly wouldn't, Edward. Mm. I mean, you maybe, but only you. Yeah. But otherwise, no. Yeah. And certainly not like I'd understand if it was like they're both, you know, they're sharing a room, and you brought some chick back. The lights are off, and you know, you're like under the covers, and you know, like maybe it's a little bit more clandestine than that. But this is like. Lights on, get me on the top of her, right next... Like, there's no subtlety to this sexual encounter. Not that there has to be, but I'm just saying if I was fucking in a room that you were in, Eddie, subtlety would be the name of the game, I think. Big Papi, Big Papa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's... Yeah. He's asking her to call him Big Papa, Big Papi. Uh, is it Big Papi because she's... Maybe of Latino descent? Yes, I, I don't say. know. I don't know, but she didn't... Is that where he's going? Is that his train of thought? Well, I don't know whether it's whether he's trying to maybe make her feel more comfortable by yeah. using some Latino... Uh, <laughs> no, dialect. Dialect. Yeah. Uh, terminology. Yeah. Maybe. That is a maybe. Yeah, just try, trying to ease her into it. Adios mio! <laughs> Speaking the natural tongue, yeah, the yeah, native yeah. tongue. Look, tongue. that could be it, but yeah. then he also then says Big Papa, so I'm wondering if in the throes well, of mate, passion, but- he meant Big Papa, <laughs> and then had to like correct himself, and she's now confused. She's like, is it Papi or Papa? I'm not... Well, or maybe maybe he's gone to say Big Papa, thought he'd use the native tongue, the native dialect, yes. and uh, immediately regretted it. <laughs> immediately regretted Big Papi, and then was like, uh, I, I'm going to, you know what, as much as I'm trying to help make you feel comfortable here, yeah. in I'm now uncomfortable. Sense, I'm uncomfortable, yeah. and how am I meant to lay pipe when I'm <laughs> trying to speak fucking Spanish? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to work. No. Nah. Now, Eddie, look, in a time like this, it's always important for us to go to the sort of the NRL penis power rankings, I think, here. Because mm. he's laying pipe with something huge. But on the George Burgess scale, I don't think it's that impressive. No. If you're thinking about a, a soft George in a mirror. Right. okay. Look, we've all seen the photo. The- soft George. <laughs> soft George is immense. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Okay. Now, if we assume... And I think we do that. Hard George is even, even is, is like I don't think he's. I think he he get puts a, a few extra inches on top. Oh yeah, on the soft. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get school shoes, you need room to grow. That's like, right. George, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets him a couple of sizes. Big. <laughs> he gets a couple of sizes big because he's got he's got to grow into him. I, I would I would say this, Tom. I don't think hard napper stacks up to soft George even a third of soft George no dude and listen listen. is that fair a hard papa is fucking is is you know it's a sight to behold don't get me wrong no one's no one's batting an eyelid at old Dylan Napa's hog here <laughs> but what we're saying is on the on the soft George scale where mm. does it even rate and mm. it's not even half a soft doesn't George. rate a mention doesn't even rate a mention on the soft George scale the world champs are at the moment no one seemed to care until Mac Horton 
who won gold at Rio and beat Sun Yang. Is that the correct Sun Yang. Uh, worst teeth in world sports, Sun Yang. Um, do your own research on that punishability. He's got doping teeth. He's got teeth that look like they have sort of really seen the effects of long-term doping. Just now, that's obviously it. alleged, uh, non-confirmed, but he has been banned for doping. So, so Mac Horton finishes second again. after he. So he beat Sun Yang at Rio. 2016, gold for the nation in the 400. Uh, watch it if you want to be aroused. I repeat, gold for the nation. <laughs> I repeat, watch it if you want to be aroused. Watched it today. Fantastic stuff. Still stiff. So gets the jump on Sung Yang then and has been dominated since. Now, Sung Yang, obviously a filthy drug cheat, allegedly. But also been proven. But also been proven. That's why his teeth look fucked up. Uh so Mac Horton beaten again overnight, refuses to stand on the dais or the podium, if you'd like to call it that, with Sung Yang, who's a dirty drug cheat, allegedly, but has been proven. It has been proven. So how do we feel about that? Tom? Yeah, how do we as a nation feel about that? Because not just, like, so Sun Yang, obviously dirty drug cheat alleged, but has been proven, uh, but then came back from a suspension mm. due to that proven drug cheat. But then him and his mum or his grandma, Dior, on the maternal side of things, but... Smashed blood vials at a with recent, hammers with hammers at a now, recent. Look, I mean, little little melodramatic to use hammers. I'm sure you could just throw them on the ground. Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. But maybe the hammer is more. I mean, effective. If you've got to get through a shitload of vials, that's true. That's true. We maybe don't know the hammer's the weapon of choice. Well, I mean, if you're trying to break a lot of glass, hammer's probably a good a good go, I guess. But he was. But but I will say this. I will say this. Just know, Sung Yang, that even if you did get through, need to get through a shitload of work and thus needed a hammer, the hammer makes you look guilty as fuck. Yes, because you can't sell the hammer any other way other than you're definitely trying to break those vials. If you happen to have a clumsy incident where you trip and fall through the vials, I mean, this is all about. About cheating smart, right? Now, look, we don't appreciate cheaters at all, but if you're going to do it, let's let's be a little more discreet. Let's not be like... Smashing a hammer sounds like you got things to hide. It shows intent, yeah. Sun Yang. Now, just tripping and falling, slipping over. Oh, whoops. Losing your footing, slipping potentially on water that you've carried in from the from pool. From the pool? Like, I mean... It's, Come on! It's not that hard, Sun. Sun Yang! Now, obviously, Sun Yang... Uh, not a big thinker. Not a big thinker. Dirty drug cheat, alleged, but proven the guilty. Um, Mac, Mac just absolutely fed up. Mac fuming and Mac a champion of the nation and Olympic gold medalist for his country. Said, I'm not going to stand... I'm not going to... I can't... I can't bring myself to stand on this podium next to a dirty... Stinking cheat. Man of principles, Tom. Yes. A man of principles. He's got a backbone, this kid. Now, Sun Yang said that he saw it as a disrespect to the country of China, the nation, the communist nation Nothing of China. Nothing to do with that, mate. Nothing. To, you could be from fucking Timbuktu. Mac could still refuse to share the dais with you, mate. Yeah. Because he's a man of principles and honour. It's got nothing to do with your country, although it sort of does because China seems to condone it, allegedly. China seemed to be cool with it, allegedly. But you is who... Uh, you. But you, Sun, are who Mac takes umbrage with. <laughs> yes. It's not your nation, although it kind of is. It's you. 
and also your country, but mainly you. Mainly you. Your country seems to allow it, but you're the one doing it. Yeah. And look, you may be forced into doing it, but... By your country. Bruh. You're still doing it. You're doing it, bruh. I mean, if they're spending all this money on doping you up to the eyeballs, allegedly, do they not think, let's fix his teeth while we're at it? Is I'll, it? I will say this as well. After after doping this prick up to the eyeballs uh, and using hammers to get away with it, allegedly. he still hasn't come within... He, he still hasn't come anywhere near the great Ian Thorpe's uh, times... I was going to say world record, although not currently, because he was beaten by a filthy Brazilian in a super suit, which basically resembles the skin of a dolphin. <laughs> he may as well have been on the Sun Yangs up, bloke. <laughs> he was on the Sun Yangs. So for the point of my story, I'm going to go with Ian Thorpe, still being the world record holder from 2002. Yeah. That's a long time, 17 years, punters, dribblers, Dior, but I believe 17 years, unchecked, his reign has reigned. Sun Yang hasn't come... Anywhere fucking near it, even though he's been doped up to the eyeballs by allegedly a huge nation with huge pockets in China. But clearly zero appreciation for dental hygiene and sort of just, you know. Spend less money on doping and more on dental care. Fix his teeth. Fix them. He's supposed to be your representative on the biggest stage. He's your he's your offering to the world. And I can see why you'd want to dope that offering to the eyeballs, allegedly. But you completely have missed one of the more important pieces of him, and that's his mouth. And the mouth is the window to the soul, Eddie, as I've always said. And his teeth look like... His teeth look like a, a neglected graveyard where it's like, you know what, this thing was probably really well kept in the 1800s and now it's been left and, like... You know, things are falling over, grass is growing, it's hard to look at. think the teeth are dead as well, a couple of them. You know when you see a dead tooth in someone, it's hard to not look at it all the time? It's hard, it's hard to avoid a dead tooth. <laughs> it's, we've always said that. Always said that. One my the- old man said that to me when I was just a young boy. Coming of age. That one- was my birds and bees story. <laughs> Son, <laughs> as you grow older, you'll realise one thing. It's, it's very hard to it's, avoid a dead it's, tooth. It's, it's almost impossible to ignore a dead tooth. And in Sung Yang's case, several dead teeth. Several dead teeth. It's a morgue in his mouth. So the old morgue mouth. <laughs> so Sung Yang, what we're saying is stop doping, clean up your morgue mouth, and get off the <laughs> get off the top step. Yeah, get off the get off the podium, fix the mouth, off the juice, allegedly. And no disrespect to your country, obviously. But your teeth are fucked. <laughs> you got tape over your camera? Yeah. Man, you don't want fucking people just. You know, people can just like access your bloody uh, camera. I do have a story though. Do you reckon you've ever been watched? Probably. I reckon we all have. I've got a story that'll send. Do you reckon we all have? I've got a story for you that'll send chills down your spine that you know we don't want to mention the guy's name. No. But his name is, is Will. That's all I'll say. And his last name rhymes with Schmicky. <laughs> and he may have been uh, working himself uh, into a state. <laughs> he was hot and flustered, yeah, put it that yeah. way. But in a good way. In a good way. In a, he was making himself feel good. <laughs> he was exploring his body. He was exploring himself... <laughs> His body and <laughs> and seeing what happens, seeing what happens when, when certain things, certain things are touched are. in a certain way for so, a certain amount of time. So he was doing that, 
with the aid of a laptop. <laughs> and we're a not cam- sure what was we're on. We're not it. sure what was on it, but we just know there was a laptop and a camera. <laughs> yes, every laptop. Well, a has camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as he's, you know. Really, as he's in the thick of it, he's as he's whipping it as home. As he's whipping it home, uh, <laughs> he was, you know, Peter would have been furious with how he was using the whip, the violence. <laughs> he would have been sanctioned. He would have been sanctioned. He was whipping. <laughs> he was whipping it too hard in the final hundred. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. You've only got. I think you've only got a couple of. You've only got a couple legally, and he was certainly in. He was over quota. He was over quota. So he was whipping at home, and then what was on the screen changed to a bunch of dudes sitting in a living room on their couch, laughing and pointing at him. Schmicky. Oh my god! So he had to slam the laptop closed, and obviously, just like, oh my god, shell and shock. The, well, they probably fucking recorded as well. Possibly, they're only really recording his face, which is bad. No, but that's, I know, but it's it's like you're on the job. You're in the middle of a. Have ride. you ever seen yourself riding. riding? No, I haven't. Has anyone filmed you riding? Like, but like riding alone. <laughs> I haven't. Not to my knowledge. I don't know if I'd want to see myself riding alone. I w- well, I wouldn't want to see myself riding in company or riding alone. But particularly riding alone. Yes, particularly riding alone. Particularly when I was over quota late. Yes, absolutely. When you're whipping at home yeah. beyond the legal <laughs> amount of whips. Yeah, <laughs> beyond legal allowance. Yeah. So, so yes, Eddie, what I'm saying is, yes, I take my, I take my computer screen for good reason. Look, be careful where you whip. And under what circumstances That's all we're saying It's a public service announcement By your friends at Hello Sport Could you ever In a million years Punters, dribblers Suspend the son of a tomato farmer If you've got any business now Which I know Toddley at the NRL does We've had many a conversation With Toddley haven't we He's not, he's not a silly boy. He's not going to suspend someone who's got a yarn and a narrative such as a turbo. Well, the NRL's not. I mean, they're not, they're not idiots, like you say. Todd's a smart guy, and he knows if they get the, the farmers off, off board, particularly the tomato farmers... Of this fine nation. Of this fine nation. Very powerful lobby, very powerful movement. They can move and shake the tomato farmers. They're, well, they are Australia's equivalent to the NRA, the tomato farmer in this yeah. country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're heavily backed of they heavily backed politicians. They are behind any big move. Mm. And I would not be surprised if Papa Trebojevic just made a little phone. I think he made a he would have called totally, he would have got on the blow and said, Listen, I don't need to tell you that Jake won't be you won't be copping a Jake suspension won't be over games. This. Otherwise you'll feel the full Force. and powerful wrath of the tomato farmers union. <laughs> oh the TFU. It is a <laughs> The TFU. The TFU is... Not to be fucked with. Not to be fucked with, dude. Not to be fucked with. And look, do we have ties to the Tomato Farmers Union? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We might. We've got ears there. That's for damn sure. I will say this. I will say this. You remember our little issue with Apple? Yeah. How do you think that went away so quickly? How do you think we got KO for free within a day after they said they weren't giving it to us? Little call to the TFU. <laughs> they make things happen. They make things happen. Um, uh, shout out to <laughs> <laughs> F-
fuck loads going on. I'm not understating that. I'm not underselling no. it. And yes, the the swearing was necessary because it's it. There's a lot to digest. Tom. Look, sometimes you need to accentuate. Uh, sometimes you need to use swear words. It's to an accentuate. adjective. The, the extremity of the situation. Now, obviously sport, a lot of sport going on, Eddie, but mm. before we get into the sport, there's a couple of things. We are officially the kings of KO. Yeah. Now, obviously, we said this on the podcast last week, Punters Dribblers, we, we called you out and we were like, we need your help, we need free KO, we need you guys, the punter, and the dribbler, Eddie. And the dribbler, Tom. <laughs> we needed, they played their role. They played their part. We needed you guys to, to, to basically light up KO's uh, social media platforms, which you did perfectly. It was it was lit up. It, it was, was beyond lit. Tom and I's expectations. If I'm being honest with myself, yep, and yourself, and I just didn't think that the the, the punter and the dribbler, Tom, <laughs> would were so passionate about us getting free KO. getting free KO, and off the back of that, sharing more yarns, more narratives. Yep. Uh, with you, so I thought that was nice. We're going to have a huge shout out to the punter and the dribbler. Oh, this got, is we, this is a victory for all of us. Yeah, it is. About, like obviously, it's it's a it's a win for the Hello Sport fam. That's it. Now, technically, of which you are all members. Technically, no, the punter and the dribbler gets no KO. They don't get KO for free. But in spirit, they kind of do, Eddie. Would that be fair to say? It's ours. And the, the account will be called Punters and Dribblers. Yes. But so we, we thought that was a nice... Like... I thought that was a nice homage to all of us yeah. as punters and dribblers. Correct. Some of us punters, some of us dribblers. And some both. Some both. Some bit of column A. And some back. throbbers out there. I'm not forgetting the throbbers no, you amongst you. No, you There's shouldn't. some throbbers. So we're Kings of KO. We've got the free KO account, which is going to be set up shortly. Also, shout out to KO, in fairness. KO, you've, you're fantastic. Good of you to come to the party. Thought there for a second that you may ignore dog us. us. Yeah. Dog us. But shows shows you've got character and you've got backbone and you're made of the right stuff yeah. to come to the party, come to the table with a big offer. Um, I no, thought it was nice. I mean, look, really, we just want to say KO. Welcome to the family. Welcome this, to the family. This is a family here. Look, couldn't couldn't be happier than to have you on board, in bed with us. That's it. Welcome it to bed. Uh, Tom and I are historically really passionate lovers, so to have you in with us, I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. Yep. I think it's all going to be. Um, well, we're going to take you places you didn't know you'd been before, yeah. sexually speaking. <laughs> Quick shout out to the great cricketer boys for having us on Wednesday night. Had a great time yep. at the comedy store. Yeah. Uh, Steve O'Keefe spoke to him, which was they had Steve O'Keefe up there. They talked about the ashes. It was a fucking giggle. Fucking funny, Steve O'Keefe. Steve O'Keefe funny, but he did alpha us in the most sort of uh, alpha way possible. We got completely alphaed by, by Steve O'Keefe. We had a good laugh with him, having a good chat, getting on fine. Thought everything was going well. Thought it was going swimming. Thought we were hitting it off. Having a really great, jovial time with Sock. Thought this couldn't be going better. And then... We thought... We thought we'd chance our arm. Let's see if Sock wants to come on the potty sometime. Because Sock was a yarn Sock upon was having dribblers. a couple and of I, beers. He was getting into it. And I know for a fact that you would enjoy Sock, and Sock would enjoy the punter and the dribbler yes. as well. Because he is one, let me tell you. Oh, he's an absolute so punter dribbler. We broached, we broached Sock, listen, mate, would you like to come on the potty? Well, we, you did. And I that did. That was what was fucking funnier. That made yeah. it funnier for me, even though it was... Look, I, had to, like, I had to represent us. Yeah. Tried me best. We're standing out in the green. And room. he laughs it off. And he sort of lent in. And he laughs it off. Oi, so, mate, 
uh, get you on the podcast sometime. Yeah, as casual as that. Just say, mate, love to get you on the podcast didn't, sometime. Didn't really change the tempo. No, just no, no. Of, just sort of, sort of just worked it in. Sort of, sort of keep it, try to keep it really native and just thought, listen, can I just slip this in and see if, see if he, if I just get a snap reaction. Like, yeah, oi, great. Ha, yeah, anyway, do it. Oi, by the way, man, you should like, you should fully come on the podcast sometime. I was sometime. looking for a snap reaction. Yeah. Didn't get one. Well, got a snap. You got a snap rejection. reaction. You got, got a snap a, reaction. You got a snap rejection. And he's what? What? I think what hurt most about the rejection, Eddie, was he rejected us in the same calm, Nate, like native conversation that we were having. He didn't change his tone. No, he didn't change at all. He didn't change anything. It was like, nah. It's sort of laugh. Oh, boys! Like, nah. Got to tell you, like, I've, I'm all out of gags and laughs. Like, that was tonight was full on. Like, you know. No, I'm not coming on your podcast. I don't. Have, I don't think he apologized. I think he just was didn't, like, didn't nah. even apologize. Nah. Just, just as a straight up no. And it was the most brutal rejection. And all I wanted to do was just grab Tom and like sort of wheel him around outside into the fire escape and go, bro, did you just fucking see that absolutely violent nah, bro, we just got? But I couldn't. I had to stay in it and like sort of giggle it off. Like, it would have been funny if there was a, a vi- someone v- oh, mate. videoing me. I was watching it. It was it would have been hilarious. one of those. It would have been one of those like you can you can pinpoint when he, his, heart his heart breaks. And it, there were other people in the room, hopefully they didn't hear it. Well, that I think that other guy, his mate, would have. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. His mate who were talking, he was a nice guy. The doctor, yeah. shout out to the him. Doctor, yeah. Uh, but absolutely narbrad by Steve O'Keefe. Look, it happens. It happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. But you know, it was it was violent. And then we actually saw Steve at the uh, Tomato Farmers AGM. Uh, funnily enough, yeah. Saturday, I mean, again, we he was lovely. But he was lovely, but I mean, the the the, the deed the, had been done. The deed was done. Yeah, uh, it hung. It hung like a foul stench in the air. Yeah, big elephant in the room. Pretty sure Sock picked up on that. Yeah, energy. you know, we were like, yeah, how you going, Sock? Yeah, have a bit of a chat. Again, he's a good dude. Look, Sock, he- if you want to write this wrong, more than happy to let you. Because we'd love to have you on, Sock, but you, you're absolutely nah, Bradis. You outfit us after we'd had a good show. We thought we'd done well. We thought we were hitting it off with you. We thought, you know what? Sock would be a good guy to get on the podcast. He's a fucking, you know, he's, he's got baggy green himself. And just a couple of dudes with baggy greens. Mm. But, you know, just a couple of blokes with some baggy greens that want to have a yarn. Sock, that's all we're asking. And you, you nah, Brad, the shit out of Eddie. He, you know, he handled it like a champ. But it was tough. <laughs> so we'd love to give you an opportunity to come on, but obviously we understand if you don't want to because you've already said no. <laughs> <laughs> and no, this isn't an official invite because we couldn't bear we the couldn't rejection bear of two. We couldn't bear a double rejection. It's, it would be more like you coming to us and this suggesting. Is, you know what? This is get this. We're kind of taking the Kevin Walters Titans coaching approach where we're like, no, we don't want it. And then when you say no, when you don't ask us if you can do it, it doesn't feel like we go getting yeah. narbrad again. Yeah, no, no, you exactly. Know? We're avoiding a narbra. We're avoiding a narbra. So we're because not gonna- if you narbra me again. Dude, nah, my old me, fellow will fall off. Narbra me once, shame on you. Narbra me twice, shame on us. Yes, that is when the little sausage will drop off and find an alpha to connect <laughs> to penises will go and we don't want to lose both of them no because Eddie already almost pretty much lost his uh, <laughs> mine's <laughs> hanging on by three. it's just just holding on but anyway thank you very much to the great cricketer guys Steve O'Keefe you're cool so welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast home of unqualified opinion on wavering bias punished dribblers now if it seems like we're rushing through here quickly it's because Eddie was on the wrong mic we didn't notice both our faults really but predominantly Eddie's fault Eddie welcome 
Tom. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Just a fun fact for the punter and dribbler. We attempted, Tom and I, to put this podcast out unedited. Tom's Tom's very busy for the next 24 hours. We intended this to be unedited podcast. Usually a bit of editing to be done because yeah, yeah, yeah. we lose our way sometimes. For sure. We're off to a shocker. <laughs> we're off to an absolute yeah, shocker. We're, we're, we're four minutes in uh, to what was recording, maybe different for the pun and the dribble at home, and editing already required. <laughs> Shitloads of it. <laughs> Heaps of editing already required. Uh, shout out to the diggers for Anzac Day. So, obviously, some of you, the loyal listener, the loyal pun and dribbler, the addicted amongst you listening to us on Anzac Day, uh, pleasure to be in the lobes on one of the great, great public holidays in this country, Tom. For sure. For sure. Uh, we, we, we say a big salute to the, the, the diggers out there. Past, present, fallen standing. And future, obviously, for providing us, Tom and I, and you, the punter and the dribbler, the, the freedom to dribble and yarn. It's, and what a freedom it is. What a freedom it is. Uh, uh, you know, something, we sort of said this before, so may not seem as fresh to you, the punter and the dribbler, as we're trying to rehash some old jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it, a true freedom is the freedom to dribble and yarn because it is so meaningless and so frivolous and so... <sighs> You know, yeah. if it was just the if it was just the freedom to to water, that's a real like that's something you need. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's desperate. That's stuff. right up the top of the importance uh, scale of things you need. But dribble and yarn, such an excess, so yeah. like caviar. You yeah. know what I mean? Dribble and yarn is like caviar. It's it's delicious and yeah. it's well worth it. But yeah. I mean, fuck, you don't need it. You can get by on gruel. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's you know it's it's the it's the whipped cream. You can get by without your whipped cream, but but we all know that whipped cream is delicious. That's dribbling yarn. Uh, so we thank the diggers for providing us the freedoms to enjoy our whipped cream. Correct. <laughs> um, that was a genuine appreciation for the diggers as well. We just must stress that. Obviously just done in a special, specific way. Yeah, a special way. That's it. Our On a way. special day. That's it. Now, pleasure to be here with you, Tom, in the throes of a very busy sporting period. Jesus, having died for public holidays. Very nice of him. Has provided us with 10 days of glory, let's call it. Let's call it 10 days. It's like a mega a mega sale. It's mega a mega holiday sale. Mega holiday sporting sale where all sport is red hot. It's ready to go. It's ready to fly, fly off the shelves. <laughs> I mean, deals are getting done. Jesus is dead. No, yeah. he's back again. Yeah. Public holiday. You get a public holiday. You get a public holiday. Big, you know, fucking eels putting on nine tries in front of 40,000 punters. Bankwest Stadium. Get into it. Uh... Melbourne Storm and the Roosters putting on Golden an absolute point. cracker. Fucking Knights losing to the Titans. Lol. Lol, lol, lol. Broncos, Manly getting robbed. Manly's robbed. Broncos, worst start to a season ever. Everything must, must go. go. Tars win for <laughs> Lowless. <laughs> so you know what we're saying? It's a mega sale, but for sport and not a sale, but a narrative seller. That's it. It's it's a hot, it's a fire sale of narrative. It's a fire sale of narratives. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that makes sense, doesn't does it? Does that not make perfect fucking sense? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm losing the plot, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, when you've um, when you've worked as, as as little as I have, Tom, over the uh, <laughs> last ten days, uh, over the last ten days, <laughs> and you've eaten as much chocolate as I, and as much delicious nectar of the gods, correct? VP. 
then I think you're allowed to go a little kooky. Yeah, a little, a little cuckoo-cachoo, a <laughs> little off the res, as it were. <laughs> but that brings us to Anzac Day tomorrow. Obviously, since George take on the Roosters, do we care? Well, look care about the event, the moment. Two teams I don't care about, Eddie. Two teams that don't mean anything to me. Certainly we've got a dirty merger club in the St. George Illawarra Dragons, and then we've got the Roosters, who you could almost argue are the greatest merger club of all time, such is the uh, per, their penchant for just like it's like a patchwork quilt almost of rugby league teams where they'll take one great player from this team that they can't afford and then another great player from another team that they shouldn't be able to afford and, and they sew them all together into mm. an elite patchwork quilt of a team I don't care about. Mm. No, you're absolutely right. But the day, Eddie, I'm all for Great spectacle, goosebump stuff, hair on the back of your neck stuff, the last post, minute silence. I tell you what, I've already had a fucking a fair bit of bit of the nectar by the time the game starts as well. Sure. And it's just there's something in the air. It's very special. It is. You feel it. You do, you, you f- do. You absolutely you feel, it. feel it. Always, always H D light. It's, it always is HD light. Even an overcast day is HD light. I don't know what it's about. I Maybe don't even know if the many days are overcast on Anzac Day. Always seem to be rippers. But even if they are, it's still HD somehow. Yes. And I don't know if that is the uh, the, the soldiers. It's the digger is shining it the digger? through. It's, it, is it the, the, the spirit of the, of the Anzacs? It's the spirit of the Anzacs shining eternally. Across the day. Yeah. Uh, like a glow across the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saturating sporting events with nationwide with the glow of the digger that's it digger glow digger glow two up two up could be the best game not legal you know what I mean well it is legal it's legal for one day yeah which I think I'm all for because I think it keeps it nice and prestigious but I'd love it to be legal well look I was thinking about this on the weekend, Tom. Now, I'm not sure which way to go if it was legal. Would we be playing it, you know, almost unchecked? Would the pokies cease to exist? Would the the punter and the dribbler just be, you know, in pens? Nationwide. Nationwide, flipping for glory, day in, day out, rain, hail or shine? I think think we probably would. I think we would. I think we're given an inch and we take a mile. uh, We take a mile, the Australian. And and when you're talking 50-50 odds, punters, dribblers, then we will take miles. We will take miles and miles. And also, I believe now, look, tinfoil hat stuff, but not that tinfoil. Don't think the old, uh, the big wigs at, uh, at at Capitol Hill or Parliament House, whatever we want to call it, up in bloody, uh, in Canberra, the mm. asshole of the nation, mm. don't think they'd be too happy with uh, not being able to take their little fucking pound of flesh well, off ne- the winnings, you know? <laughs> They need to take a pound or two. I mean, that's Capitol Hill's way to take a couple of pounds. You know, we could go on and on about about their penchant. Pen, what is it? Penchant. Penchant. I've never I've never quite known how to pronounce penchant. Penchant. Or the penchant. Oh, French the, word. I'm the, not the penchant of Capitol Hill to take a couple of pounds of of the flesh, punter and dribblers uh, hard earned. I mean, we could be here for all. Uh, we could be. We could do a doctor. Well, we could get into tax law and all that sort of shit. But I just don't know if we got the time. Nor is this the the place for it. Uh, we talk very little. <laughs> we haven't talked any sport. We're thirteen minutes in. <laughs> Pending edit. <laughs> that we promised ourselves we wouldn't promised be required. We wouldn't do. Now, um, I wanted to talk, Tom. Yeah. 
if we can just if we can just get this back on the straight and narrow, if you'll if you'll indulge me for, for a moment. Yeah. Bankwest Stadium Monday. Uh, thank you, Jesus, again for yeah. the for the for the, for the public, <laughs> public hole. Um, fantastic work on your part, sir. Now, Bankwest Stadium absolutely chock a block. Forty thousand steepest stadium in the country. Steepest thirty six and a half degrees, I believe. Dior Shit. on degrees. The degrees. Get of your steepage. protractors out, punters, dribblers. <laughs> Byo protractors. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, that we preface each show with that. BYO protractors. <laughs> now, it was glorious for rugby league, was it not? It was so good, dude. And, like, obviously, sell out. Uh, which looked which, real well, good. Look, it looked I mean, great. I, you know heard, what I, mean? I heard sellout, but well, I, but there were, but there, it, there was it some. It wasn't a sellout. <laughs> it wasn't. There was some seats at the tippy top that no, no one was sitting in, no. and it wasn't one or two. It was like no, third. Yeah, look, and I'm all for just rounding that up for the sake of opening the stadium. It, it sounds way better. Yeah. It's a sellout. Obviously not a sellout, but I yeah. mean, for all yeah. intents and purposes, like yeah. it's a sellout. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't a sellout. Now, as you said, Eddie, 36 <laughs> degrees steep, no, just unbelievable. and a half. And a th- Six and a half degrees steep, unheard of steepness. Mm. Um, dripping in steepness. Dripping in steepness, mate. Absolutely dripping. <laughs> Filled with blue and gold. Another team I don't support, but a great look for rugby league. Would I? Would I go? Could you go as far as saying filled to the brim with dribblers? I think you not could, many no, punters there. There were not. No, it was. It's the dribbler mecca almost. It's I think out there. Mecca. It's dribbler mecca out there. Mate, you, they zoom in on the crowd and you just go dribbler, 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 dribbler. dribbler, dribbler. It was a wealth of dribblers. Yeah, there was a couple of old throbbers there, Sterlo and a couple of old hands well, that were course. down on the field. But besides them, well, because they haven't won a premiership in thirty years, so there's no one that really. Uh, uh, you'd call anything but a dribbler, except for those few lone yeah. throbbers from sprinkled the 80s. throughout uh, what was, uh, you know, a very steep stadium. I watch with dribblers. <laughs> <laughs> now, Blake Green, Tom. Yes. He used to play at Manly. Now he is with the Warriors. Correct. Is that was that one of the great bed shits? Well, we got Trent Hodkinson, Eddie. <laughs> So I don't know if it was. <laughs> Trent doesn't play. No, Trent's a benchman, specifically. <laughs> uh, One of the great bench players, I think, Trent. He, I think Trent has become, much like Sam Williams from Canberra, has become like a perennial backup halfback. Like, and you know, there's no, just, but there's no shame in being a backup halfback, Tom, if that's what you're into. Uh, no, look, there's nothing wrong with being a backup halfback, but, uh, but there also is... Vape time. Um, there also is something wrong with being a backup halfback. <laughs> now, it, you know, I just want to go back and touch on uh, Tom Travojevic and his brother Jake. I remember years ago, Tom, um, you know, maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Look, uh, Dior on when I... When you're thinking of his stories from Dior on the, on the year you're thinking of, <laughs> um, and I heard whispers about a couple of young throbbers um, from the area, Tom, from the peninsula, who love the club, love the area, FTA from the area, and love their rugby league football. Shout out, Bandai. and they. Um, it was actually my old boss, Dave. Shout out to Dave, manly fan, loves the club. He said, "There's a couple of brothers coming through who were going to feel the the Stuart." Uh, 
the positions like when they leave. And yeah. I said, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Do you know what you're talking about? You're talking about the Prince and you're talking about a fucking Clive Churchill medalist. The Wombat. You know what I mean? The Prince and the Wombat? Like, you ever heard that story? That bedtime story? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the great bedtime stories of all time. It's been putting children, it's been keeping children awake. You know what I mean? That's not putting any anyone to sleep. That yarn. <laughs> now he get the man he gave it to, Reese Hodge, mm. someone who I would describe Eddie as Reese is forgettable. I've never given Reese his dues, and he played like a bitch free man. There was no bitch in Reese's performance. Reese he scored is- a great runaway try there from James O'Connor. Now. I'm no uh, Fabrice Lapierre. I'm no uh, sprint coach. Not sure that Fabrice was a sprint coach. Fabrice was a jumper. One of the great jumpers. One of the great jumpers. Sorry, well, uh, who's Matt Shervington. I'm no Matt Shervington, sadly for me, unfortunately, Mm. certainly in the pants department. Yeah. yeah. Well, no one's one's Matt. No one's Matt. You're right. That's an unfair comparison. But... I did find that Reese Hodges' running technique was gonna, could have been could have been just tightened a little he, bit. He's rocking. He was it's, very rangy. Like let's so, let's tighten up the action, and you know, it's the first thing I saw when I saw him get that pass break on. I'm like, there's something something needs to be tightened. You, your strides there's, are too long. Yeah, yeah. Your strides are too long. But you're almost looking for more. You're trying to bring out- it back. Get the cadence up, mate. <laughs> Cadence up, you're, length down. You're trying to outstretch your physical yeah, capability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you're think wanting, that's taking want, a yard of pace off you. You're wanting to take, you know, Two a metre and a half a stride in, and one, 1. 1.3 is going to cut Yeah, it. when 1.3 is more than enough. So yeah. I'd say shorten the cadence, mm. quicken the movement. No, quicken the cadence. Quicken the cadence, shorten, shorten, the, the, shorten the, mo- the gait, shorten yeah. the stride. Yes, yes. And then we can start talking about world-class speed. But phenomenal <laughs> performance from Reese Hodge. Look, mate, I reckon give him, what, a couple of, a couple of days with Matt? With Matt Shervington. The best in the business. And Roger Fabree. Forgive me. Roger Fabree works with all the top sprinters in this great there nation. Down at Moore Park. We'll get Roger Fabree on mate, there. Now, now you're talking about a couple of sprint coach alphas who, who've been in proven, and around. Proven, proven sprint with, with proven speed. I mean, Shervo ran a 10.03. That's hey, you know slouch for a white man as well. That is for a long time he was the fastest white man on the planet yeah. in history. Yeah. Now that that ain't no that's, <laughs> Mate, not, that's there's nothing that's nothing to turn you your don't nose sneeze up. At, you don't turn your nose you up at him, and especially when he was lugging around that hog. Like, well, that's the thing. He would have broken. Would've... He would have broken ten if he didn't have the hog. And Matt knows that. Matt knows that. <laughs> that's, it's it's almost like his his, his cross to bear. It's like it it's, is. It's great. I've got this hog yeah. that is like world famous. <laughs> won't quit. Yeah. Geometrically perfect. Perfect, yeah. but it also slowed me down a couple of hundredths of a second. Yeah, it means I wasn't the first white man to break 10 seconds. Yeah. But, I mean, look, your sprint career is short, and I think that a life with a, with a large hog is far is, more is a, is a far more fulfilling life to live. <laughs> now, I'm speaking for Matt. I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth. But what I am saying is I think that Give him to Reese Hodge and anything's possible. Yeah, and 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 Roger Fabry. Let's not leave Roger out. Obviously. Roger's there. Roger's, Roger's there. Roger's got Roger's there. holding Matt's piece. <laughs> you know, Dave's put. It was like the worst Ashes series for an opener in history, or something. I think. I think. Not even Ashes. I think just opener. Oh, just like Test cricket. History. Yeah, like Test series opening stats. They didn't have what was the there he was, had one score in double digits or something sickening. Oh no, he must have had a couple, but like he averaged nine, while Smudge averaged a hundred and one runs. And everyone said, "You remember we got that scratchy sixty severing at Headingley? 
Well, that was after we put a rocket up. Uh, yeah, well, that's right. But he played and missed at 300 balls. It was a miracle he wasn't out for another duck. And then he comes out. next. The next three innings, he went duck, duck, duck. After yeah, triple duck. After, you know, supposedly finding form. I think Dave's all at sea. He probably needs to come back and go back to Randwick Petersham and, and just play Pates some nice, great cricket. And, and just absolutely demoralise some 18-year-old. I think that's what Dave likes to do. You demoralise the up-and-comers, the youth of the nation. Yeah. You know? Tonk them all over the park, hit the ball into a couple of windshields. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe once... And But look, as he also loves... Break necks and cash checks. He likes true fast bounce in his wicket. You yeah. know what I mean? He doesn't like a swinging nut, doesn't like a dancing nut, doesn't like a spinning well, nut. Well, you can't knock him for being Australian to his core, can you, Dave? No, you because can't. he loves the nation he loves and he the loves the nation's pitches. Yes. And he refuses to play well on anything other than the Australian and pitch. I'm not prepared to say that isn't a conscious choice, but it's unfortunately... Well, sometimes on a, on a, a sort of a... a Deep level. Yeah. Subconscious. Visceral. Yeah. Sometimes the nation speaks to its sons. Yeah. And speaks for itself. It forces its will upon its sons. And, <laughs> and daughters. Like, and daughters. And daughters. 2019. But I'm just, I think that the nation is potentially forcing its will on Dave going, we only want you, we only care that you play well in Australia. Yes. Otherwise. We want you to excite us in Summer, yes. because it it can be hot and unforgiving in this great nation during uh, the summer months, punters, dribblers. Yes. And if you've got a fired up Dave Warner smacking, you know, fifty ball tons, then yes. that's going to get you up and about. Yes, you you're going to say you're going to say to mum, "Can we have the prawns now?" And you're going to send dad to the fridge for a couple more cold ones. Dad, couple more coldies, mum. Prawns. Uh, are we allowed them yet? Yeah, can we have them yet? Can we have the prawns yet, Mum? She'll say no, and you'll go, well, Dave's just, he's just smacked a 50-ball ton in a session, and she'll go... Get the prawns. Get the prawns. And you know what? That is this. That is Australia. You you get the uh, you get the the, the, the prawn sauce, sauce, the cocktail sauce. Thank you very much. Bit of lemon and and that little wa- the bath of you where you can, yeah, the you little water that. bath where you can sort of you just wash your hands. And I'd prefer, Mum. If I can ask for two of them, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we need one each because this thing, this thing gets dirty. Yeah, yeah. We look, look. If you're, either, you've got two options. Either you bring out two bowls, or you're prepared to sub it out halfway through the <laughs> through the feed. And I, for one, won't be doing that because if I do, I know that I'm going to be losing prawns to my brothers and my father. And then I now I'm down on prawns just because I had to change the, the the shitty water, and I'm just not about that. Not when Davey's just swat, <laughs> smacked a fifty ball ton. Okay. Not in summer, not in this nation. <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Yes, dude, I know what you mean. Oh my god, you've got me in fucking tears. <laughs> so, you can't, no, especially when you got brothers and sisters around there hunting your prawns. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they've never been unlimited in the Simpson household. There's always been you know what? It's tough. A, fi- it's, a finite amount. It's it's a tough sell to mum or dad for an infinite amount of prawns. Now, obviously, as Australians, we'd all love that. That's what that's what we all angle for. In, and, but unfortunately, in the budgets of this great nation, the family households, it's not necessarily reasonable or responsible to expect mum and dad mm. to foot the bill for infinite prawns. <laughs> Look, it's unrealistic. Uh, my 28 years on this planet have proven that to be fact. What we're saying, Punisters, <laughs> is that Dave loves an Australian knock. 
<laughs> and so does the nation. And so does the nation. And the family, it brings families Prawns together. not so much. Prawns not so much. Prawns, prawns, prawns hate. Prawns a, the world over, fear. <laughs> a, a quick fire, David want a ton. Because <laughs> it threatens their very existence. <laughs> So with that in mind, it'd be great, or it's 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 conceivable that he might be retained for the home summer. Well, we've got two series as well. So if he if he if he doesn't put in a prawn worthy performance in the first two tests, well, look, if that's I don't know the numbers and the figures and the dates, punters, dribblers, that's a Dior, but. I think I have to agree with you, Tom. If he was to put in an unprawn-worthy performance to open the summer, I fear for him and I fear for, you know, the livelihood of... The prawn industry. The prawn industry at large. You know what I think about sometimes, Tom, and I don't know if you have the answers, but I do ponder it. What... What defines a thoroughbred? Like, at what point are you a horse, and at what point are you? Do you transcend to thoroughbred? I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think it's a great question, and uh, I mean one we it's probably Googleable. But thoroughbred, I wasn't sure whether it's just like a nice term for a horse. No, I think it's like that. Fuckers look like. Is it something to do with like with like muscle density, or maybe I thought it might have been like bloodline, like Aryan. Like, well, I mean, let's not get into eugenics, uh, but... <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yes, but I think, I mean, I'm, again, giving you information based purely off vibe. You know, my mind. Vibe. Just sort of, yeah, vibe and how I feel in the moment. Yeah, vibe. Vibe. Uh, and thoroughbred, something to do with the breeding, thoroughly bred. It's bred thoroughly. <laughs> As in... Something with you do with bloodlines, right? Like, well, it's, it's not, is it it's much not like, like maybe two champion parents? Well, is it, it's a, is it much like how they bred dogs, right? Or, Where they're just like Yao these Ming. these ones are, exactly Yao like Yao Ming's Ming. a thoroughbred. Yeah, he's a basketball thoroughbred. Yeah, they got two giant Chinese athletes. Yeah, and basketball athletes. Yeah, and and made them breed under you know communist rule. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say with a gun to the head, <laughs> yeah. but well, that's communist rule. Do you China. reckon Yao Ming's old man? had a hard time getting it up with that sort of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think so. You'd think so. If someone's standing over you with a shoddy, like, mate, get to work, you'd be like, brah. Make me an NBA star now. (laughs) You've got five minutes. (laughs) You've got five. Uh, Yeah, I think that'd be tough. But obviously, who am I to know whether the Chinese government, Eddie, and we haven't looked into this enough to know... Are we away here? We're away. Okay, we're away. Whether the Chinese government has, you know... Um, Put it this way, I'm not ruling it out. No, I'm not ruling it out, but I'm also not ruling out maybe some sort of, uh, uh, you know, some sort of Viagra type thing. <laughs> maybe give sure. it to sure. Papa I- Ming. That's <laughs> <laughs> how he passed. <laughs> Viagra overdose. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he died upon completion. <laughs> Punish dribblers, I've uh, there's just got some breaking news here. Definition of thoroughbred and why it is. It's a horse of pure breed, especially of a breed originating from English mares and Arab stallions and widely used as racehorses. Some riders will only buy thoroughbred horses. Okay. Well, that said, has a non-thoroughbred ever won anything? Like are all these thoroughbreds? Is that what you're telling they me? They are. They are? Yeah. 
but I'm saying like, do you, like it seems to me that you need to be a thoroughbred to win race horses, win races as a horse. I, mean, I wonder if there was like a freak non-thoroughbred that just had need for speed. Someone did point me to this film that was on a, a very cheesy Disney film about, I think it's called Racing Stripes. Okay. About a zebra who becomes a racehorse and this zebra Yearned to race. Yes. And it learned to speak uh, to humans, I believe, and then became a famous racehorse. So much like Babe wanting to become a, a sheepdog, sheep or the Air- zebra wanting to become yeah. Melbourne Cup champion, is that or, where you're going? Or Airbud, the dog wanting to play professional basketball and doing so, and doing so with a plum. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be stopped, Airbud. <laughs> The Air second Bud. coming of his anus. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, he's like, Airbud is the Jesus of basketball. Yes, I think that's fair to say. MJ God, Airbud, Jesus. Would you call him the greatest dog basketballer <laughs> of all time? Does he hold that mantle? The G Dog. Yeah. Is uh, Airbud Air the greatest dog? I don't know. I'm just. It, is he the greatest, greatest dog of all time or greatest basketballing dog? Greatest basketballing dog. I don't know too many more, but I'm, I just don't want to, you know, get ahead of myself. No, 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 no. you don't want to, you don't want to speak out of turn, Tom. And no. I would never encourage that, particularly when, you know, esteem's on the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would say that in my estimation, and, you know, I don't think it's too much to say that my estimation is is usually pretty right. Yes. Um, Air Bud's certainly the greatest basketballing dog I've ever seen. <laughs> His, his ability uh, with the ball in transition as well, Eddie, was something. Well, it defined his career, Tom. <laughs> Brad Parker has impressed me immensely uh, in the later stages of the season. The household name. You know what, Tom? I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of... I'm a big fan. He's a, he's a real, real strong, tough red nut. Well, like, as you and I have always said... In life, redheads redheads have two choices: yeah. be a beta or be an alpha. Yeah, and and like, and if you are an alpha redhead, you are more often than not the your bones are denser. Oh, your muscles yes. are like uh, like with chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, if they fall in water, they drown. Yes, because they're too heavy, are so heavy and yes. dense. I yes. fear that that is also the same for <laughs> alpha redheads. Yes, their strength is beyond measure. I believe Eddie. In a conversation we had recently, you described them as ants. <laughs> yes, I did. Redheads and ants, very similar. They can lift 60 times their own body weight. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, a little a little lesser known fact as well. Uh, redheads require lifesavers when they're in ice baths because of yes. the density of the muscle. Yes. Uh, that's the be- that's the redhead, the alpha redhead. Alpha redheads re- recovery sessions have to all be done in those yes. kiddie pools. They yes. can't go and swim in those no, no. Like, beach pools, no, ocean no. pools. Like, mate, honestly, you know how they always go down to the, the beach to, for recovery sessions the next day? Brad Parker's never there. No, he's ca- and, and people have sort of <laughs> never really put two and two together. It's because he is an alpha redhead. He's got the the bone and muscle density of a full grown male chimpanzee, and, and the, the strength, strength of an, of an ant. ant. <laughs> I think just as a nation, as a as a as a collective of punters and of dribblers, yes, and the throbbers out there, yeah, of which there are some, uh, we need to pray to the cricket gods that yep. Smudge either makes a, a speedy recovery and saves. Well, the do you want to maybe say a little prayer now? 
Should we say a prayer? I think maybe you should. And, like, uh, obviously, you lead it. I will pray with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I so, think, I think nice. punters, dribblers, everyone throbbers, listening like to this everyone right listening, now, let's just sort of, I mean. Clasp our collective hands together. Clasp our hands. And, and, and if we may, just bow our heads. Bow our prayer. heads. And also, if you aren't listening to this before Thursday, 8 p.m., shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. You should be. So, um, <laughs> dear, God dear cricket. cricket gods. We come to you as a collective of punters and of dribblers with a sprinkling of throbbers to ask you, could you please take care of our dear beloved Sir Smudge Smith and also the late great Don Bradman, who, who through the power of osmosis now lives inside him. <laughs> Can you ensure that his arm is fit for battle come Thursday night? so that our great nation can once again soar on the winds of victory as we take a 2-0 and <laughs> insurmountable lead in the ashes. Amen. Amen. And please also uh, arrest Joe Root for being a cheating piece of shit. And that third umpire. <laughs> the third umpire. His is, accomplice. <laughs> who was almost certainly being given an English look, bribe. Look, uh, God of, of, of cricket, uh, follow the follow the money and you'll find the, the guilty <laughs> the guilty party. Also, if you could like the podcast. <laughs> like, subscribe, and fast us. <laughs> We need, it all. we need all the help we can get. We need it all. Uh, look, I hope that's not too much. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Jake has got Australian skipper written all over him. Literally dripping, drip in Australian skip. If you want someone to lead your nation into battle, you you don't look any further than Jake Travojevic, the guy that goes down to Mona Vale every Saturday morning and cooks snags for for the junior rugby league players, like the stars of tomorrow. Not just snags, Eddie, but he, he's, ha- he's he's prepared to man the onions, which I respect. <laughs> and onions are far more of a like a laborious task. I feel. Well, it, it depends. If you're taking the onion from its totality all the way through to to like onions on bread, that's quite a process. And he's he's prepared to do it and I'm talking you got to get the right equipment so you need you know you need the knife, knife you need a chopping, chopping board, board onions you, of course but you need to be prepared to put in the work you also need to be prepared to shed tears now obviously the punter and the dribbler know that Tom and I we sort of keep AFL in our periphery but certainly don't lock eyes on it no from time to time you know what I mean you've uh, got to have peripheral vision I, we, look I have peripheral vision if you don't have peripheral vision many things are going to be a problem for you uh, driving I believe you're not allowed to if you don't have peripheral vision yes. uh, you know uh, general sort of just awareness yes. threats spatial awareness uh, oncoming dangers yes Cars, crossing the road. That's it. Stuff Uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Where did I leave my keys? Oh, there. Out the corner of my eye. Is someone coming up from behind? Yeah. And why are they coming up from behind? So you need to have peripheral vision and you need to keep things there. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And that's where AFL sits for us. Yes, in the periphery. And if we see something happening in AFL, we then turn. Yes. And it's now right in front of my eyes. So GWS ascending to the grand final has made me turn my head. And they are no longer in the peripheral. They are now front and centre in my line of sight. That's right. Now, we'll be behind them this Saturday. Tom and I have been asked quite graciously by the AFL to come down to Melbourne and boy the boys. Have a little yarn to them before the match. Before the match. Obviously, I'll be in Byron, so I won't be attending. No. Look, that wasn't well received. Look, it was a it was a generous <laughs> offer from the GWS side, but we had something on. 
<laughs> well, Tom didn't. No, I didn't, but I'm not doing it by myself, so. <laughs> I just lied and said I did. JWS, <laughs> uh, um, if you're listening, if you're listening to this, then ignore everything we just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, well, look, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> We're still in your corner, though. That's what we're saying. We just couldn't be bothered. We hate Melbourne. And I have a fear of flying. Yep. I think that's our fault. <laughs> oh, shit. That essentially is AFL, isn't it? GWS Richmond in the grand final. What else do you want? What do you want to say? Do you want, a, do you want an X's and O's breakdown? Why they got there? Uh, let's just chuck into our checky bet special, though, Eddie, on this. Yeah. Brett Daniels for <laughs> goal scorer in the grand Did final. He? No. Oh, was that on the weekend? Yeah. Let's throw it for grand final. Yes. But I just want to know if he did. Yeah, let's check that quickly for the punters and the dribblers. Um, Basically, context, Tom and I had a bet on that involved Brent Daniels, first, first, goal, first, scorer. first goal scorer, paying $17. And I just want to see if... What, that's, that's, what, that's what you call punish dribbles, a bet when you just have it from like a peripheral vision bet. Yes. Uh, Jamie Elliott. What was Jamie paying? I don't know. Okay, well... But I think that given that Jamie scored the first one this week, Brent now more likely... To score the opener Favourite in the big for dance. the big dance So if you want to throw Brent in Punters dribblers Is it Brent? I think it's Brent Brent Daniels. or Brent Do, Dior is specific I'm, I'm, name, I'm pretty sure it's Brent Okay Because I remember thinking mm, Brent's an interesting name Yeah I didn't think an E was necessary uh, Sorry an N was necessary <laughs> Yes It's almost like Ooh we've got an N floating around Yeah so. let's whack the N in mm. Wait guys we've got a loose N here Can mm. we can, Does anyone need it? Can, can we find a home for this N, please? Yeah, and I tell you where they've—I tell you where they found homes for that N. They found it in Brent and Glenn that has two Ns. It's like, why is there another N here? What's going on, Glennon? Glennon, Glenn Rushton. I know that name. <laughs> I don't even know why I said it. <laughs> What are you? What are you saying for? I'm like, yeah, that's a name that has Glenn in it. <laughs> yeah, right. That is a Glenn. I don't know why I said it. It came to it came to my mind, and it just came out. Um, I don't know who Glenn Rushton is. <laughs> is he someone? I don't know. I'm gonna have to Google that now. God, this is what you call a Sunday podcast. <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday, Rushton. Oh, Glenn Rushton. He's the Dolphin Palace man. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy Strainer. Of course, he bought an extra N for his name, that gouty fuck. I bet he spells dolphin with two N's as well. Definitely does. <laughs> oh, you know, it's Sunday when you forget Glenn Russian, <laughs> who we spent half an hour on two weeks ago. <laughs> and it just came out of your brain as like a recessive sort of thing from the past. You just say Glenn Russian. <laughs> I have no idea who he is, but it's maybe something from my past. <laughs> 
shit. Shout out to Glenn Hudson. <laughs> Glenn definitely two ends. Yeah. Dior, but I can... <laughs> Maybe I, three with Glenn. <laughs> I wouldn't... Is I'm not a, ruling out three. Is he a three-end Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone is a three N Glenn, it's it's Glenn Rushton <laughs> of Dolphin Palace fame. <laughs> oh shit! Oh god, that's <laughs> AFL. <laughs> All right, that's the greatest hits, punters, dribblers. Thanks Ooh. for listening. Woo-wee. Uh, woo! Woo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> uh, that was fun. That was that was great fun. I've had some laughs, Tom. We've had, we've had a great year. Wasn't that a fucking giggle? Fuck, we've had some laughs and giggles. Oh and yarns. God. Yarns, yarns, laughs, giggles. Um, but I think now that's enough for us for 2019. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear from us when you hear from us. Yeah. Uh, which is when... Uh, it'll all be announced on the podcast. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. You'll, At we'll, Sport Podcast. We'll let you know when we get back. Um, if you don't follow us now, then you better. Otherwise, you won't know when we're back. You won't have a fucking idea. Uh, beer soon. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, eggnog soon. Curtly Beal. Merry Christmas. Reach out. And uh, Midnight Blue Baggies Corduroy. Midnight Blue Hats Corduroy. Available uh, mid-gen. Bye-bye. Early to mid-gen, bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?